This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Bruce Marshall, the gold sheet on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. And well, I mean, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Bruce is going to spray some action on the board today, all over the board as he bets the board today. Bruce, how you been, buddy? Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Uh, better than the uh, home teams in the NHL. We'll get to the Stanley Cup in a oh. minute. But, you know, there were, until Seattle got that overtime last night, late, uh, 11 straight wins for the road teams from Saturday through the first three games last night. So uh, home ice edge does not exist in the NHL, and that's what makes that a little bit different than some of the other uh, sports and in playoffs. But uh, definitely thus far this postseason, not much edge to being at home in the NHL. It's unreal, huh? I mean, yeah. it, it had been eight in a row, and then the Devils win in a row. They tie that thing up at two apiece. The Maple Leafs. All right, uh, whether it's the New Orleans Saints and their uh, cynicism, Cubs fans, Red Sox fans, all rolled into one. Um, how are the Toronto Maple Leafs fans ha- had- handling this stroke of good luck coming back from a 4-1 deficit with two uh, with 10 minutes to go? They went at 5-4 to four and take a commanding 3-1 lead. Lost the first one, and the conspiracy, I mean, I'm sorry, the sky was falling again, and boy, they now they 3-1 three and, three and commanding lead. Boy, if they blow this one, um, I oh, think <laughs> they may have to move out of Toronto because, I mean, we know it's been since 2004 that they've won a playoff series. So, I mean, they're here. I mean, this is uh, – they, they stole those two games in, in Tampa. Uh, and uh, I don't count the lightning out of this thing yet, so we'll see what happens in this series. But that's jet, you know definitely been the role – Road teams and that uh, uh, Devils uh, Rangers series four and zero for the road teams. Now, they're only about twelve miles apart. The two teams where they play, still home ice has not meant anything at all in that series. Yeah, man, uh, you, you said it uh, with the um, you know the Devils Rangers all four four and zero the road teams. Maple Leafs lighting three and one. Golden Knights Jets three and one. You know, and the Kraken finally had to win one in overtime to stop that eleven game streak. Uh, by the road teams, it's it's funny how this happens. It happens every year in the NHL. Big, uh, you know, the lower seeded teams uh, will advance, and you know, home ice just doesn't seem like a whole lot sometimes. It doesn't, and I mean, there was a year not too many years ago in the West where all the the lower seeded teams won in the uh, first round, five, six, seven, and eight, all won. So, generally, in in the NHL, 
in the when you get to the playoffs, and that's why people like it so much. Uh, you know, it, it's not like you often see in the NBA where a home home court means so much. Yeah, road teams win in the NHL a lot, and they really have been this postseason. Well, let's knock out this NHL right now uh, while it's a topic of conversation. And looking at tonight uh, in um, in Carolina, Carolina with a three one lead over the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders uh, coming back plus 140. You think they got a shot tonight, Bruce? I do, and I know they, they, they let one slip out of their grasp at Belmont Park on uh, Sunday when the, they lost that thing 5-2. to two. I think the, the, uh, the stunning thing there was Carolina scoring five goals now. They're very depleted. They've taken injuries and in a lot of their snipers on offense, so they, they're, they're not scoring a lot of goals, and they weren't scoring a lot of goals in this series beforehand. Two very close wins in Raleigh to start things off. Then the Islanders dominated game three. So given uh, given what's been going on in this series and what's been going on elsewhere in the NHL, I think, you know, the Islanders, let's give this road thing a shot with these guys. They've been in every game, really, except right at the end of game four. Uh, do or die tonight. Carolina's firepower quotient is down. And uh, Sorokin's been good enough in goal. I think we can give the Islanders a shot here. So, yeah, you know, plus the price. This is another one of these road teams. Uh, in, uh, in this series, the, the home the home thing has actually worked three and one in this series, but those two wins for Carolina were very close, games one and two. I'll go with the road team tonight. Take the Islanders plus that price. Dallas in the in the wild, game five, tied up at two apiece. The number two seed, uh, Dallas Stars, a dollar thirty nine, and um, and let me see the total total that's uh, five and a half, Bruce. And you think it might be low scoring tonight? Yeah, I I thought this would be a three two type of series. Now two of the games have ended three two, and uh, two of the other games went over. But uh, the key, I think, for Minnesota is, is making sure Gustafson is in goal. Uh, the one game they struggled was game two in Dallas, and that's the game Fleury was there. Now, they left Fleury out to dry uh, for much of that. But still, uh, Gustafson's goal GAA in this series is 1.72. He's been very good. And we know Ottinger uh, struggled a little bit in game three up in, uh, up in St. Paul, but he came back very strong in game four. Uh, we saw what he did in the playoffs last year and what he did all throughout uh, this season. He's a Vesna contender. He might not win it, but he's in, in that mix. So I think this is probably another lower-scoring game here tonight. Uh, and, and I look first at the under. I mean, just because uh, of the way things have been going in this series and with these two goalies, uh, I think this is going to be low-scoring all the way. I, I think Dallas is going to win this series, but I'm a little bit reluctant to pull the trigger on a home side here. Uh, so I think I'll just stick to the under in this one tonight with Minnesota and Dallas. Edmonton's back home. They blew game one, and they came from the dead in game four, all tied up at two apiece against the Kings. Big favorite at home in Edmonton, uh, 225, 6.5. But uh, the puck line, uh, the Kings are plus 1.5, minus 137. I, I would rather look at the puck line here, although you can make a case for the Kings, I think, on the, on the regular uh, money line here too. But Listen, three of the four games in this series have gone to overtime. Uh, and the one that didn't, uh, Edmonton scored an empty netter by Evander Kane very late with about 20 seconds left in game two to get that thing uh, to a two-goal margin. So it's been very, very uh, close. At times, the Kings really looked good in game uh, four. I mean, they were out to a 3 nothing lead after the end of the first period. Uh, they picked up the pace early in the third period, got the lead back at 4-3. 
Brassois has been generally pretty good in uh, in uh, in goal. I'm not. I'm sorry. Not not uh, Brassois. Corpusalo has been pretty good in goal uh, for the Kings in this series, and it it looks to me like they they can play with with Edmonton, and you might have another overtime here tonight. I mean, it has been a very very competitive series. Um, so. Uh, and, and Edmonton switching goalies there. They had to pull out uh, Skinner after the uh, first period the other night. They went to Soup Campbell, and he saved them. They may go to Campbell again here tonight, but uh, Corpus Hollow can certainly match him, and this has been an evenly matched series, plus the extra goal. And I know we got a late little price here, but that's how I'll look in this one tonight. Uh, King's on the puck line, plus one and a half. That's not a terrible price to get an extra goal, and I think that's uh, it's another close one tonight. Edmonton can certainly win by one, and that's how I think this might go. Let's move on to the NBA triple header in the NBA tonight. Player availability has been a big part of this postseason. Is it load management, Bobo, serious injuries, or suspensions? And that's what we have here. Not, not only did Atlanta lose game four and fall behind 3-1, but DeJounte Murray makes contact with an official at the end of the game. He has been suspended for game five. Biggest line of this series, Boston 13.5 right now, Bet Rivers. Total, 229.5. Yeah, that doesn't help, uh, certainly with Murray being out. Murray scored more than 25 per game in this series uh, for Atlanta, so uh, regrettable on his part, and and, and he's going to be out uh, tonight. Not that uh, uh, you know Atlanta could uh, afford that. So they're, they're in trouble. This is where they were last year against the Heat. They were down 3-1. They failed to win game four at home. They lost game five at Miami. That one they played pretty close, though. They were only losing by three, and they covered the number. So I'm a little leery about laying this big price with uh, Boston tonight. Um, Atlanta has generally fought back in this series, and even in the first two games when it lost and Boston covered, Atlanta was able to close the gap in the second half. Uh, and, and Trey has finally started to warm up a little bit, and uh, he scored uh, 34 per game in the two games in Atlanta after a little bit of a slow start up at uh, TD Garden. My thought here is probably under. Now, I know the first uh, two games of this the last two games went over uh but the first two at td garden comfortably under and that's how these teams have been trending in the postseason uh, a lot atlanta had been under eight straight in the playoffs until uh game three uh 21 six and one to the under back a couple of years in the playoffs for atlanta so that's how they've trended in the playoffs boston also had been trending under in the playoffs too until these last two games in atlanta but back at home, and this total is you're you're closing uh, two twenty nine and a half, two thirty. I think that's too high. So I'm going to probably look under here. I don't know if there's a lot of value in that price on the Boston side. I think a little bit more on the on the uh, total on the under here tonight. All right, uh, Boston now the favorite uh, with Milwaukee falling behind uh, three to one. Uh, Coach Budenholzer, yeah. Heck with the double teams, getting it out of Jimmy Butler's hands. Yeah, heck with uh, a boxing one. I'm just going to take a nap uh, and let one guy beat me by himself. Um, pretty unbelievable that he allowed to. Butler is great, but there's some things you can do to not uh, just one let one guy beat you. He did, and now the Boston Celtics plus 210 at Bet Rivers as the betting favorite to win the NBA title. Phoenix, boy, they caught a break with no Kawhi. Second choice at 4-1. to one. Bucks six to one, Golden State in the Nuggets and the Sixers all at plus seven hundred seven to one. There. Speaking of the Nuggets, they're back at home nine and a half to twenty one and a half against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, 
Nuggets back at went to overtime, could have closed it out. Yeah, maybe a gentleman sweep here in five. Yeah, that's how I kind of see it. I'm a little leery on the price, though, only because since game one, uh, Minnesota hasn't been outclassed, um, and they they did find some some defensive things that worked a little bit the other night. I know the Joker scored 41. Uh, they put uh, Cat on him, and uh, Carl Anthony Towns was on him. That was his primary assignment. But um, he did limit some of the playmaking that 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 uh, Jokic can do, and uh, the rest of the uh, Nuggets were only 39% from the floor. So the offense wasn't working really smooth. It was just Jokic could score, but he didn't get the other guys involved as much. And um, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker did a pretty good job. He got in the grill of uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, Murray had his worst game of the series. Porter also had his worst game of the series. So I think they probably bounce back here tonight. But this price, I'm a little, since the last three games have been hanging around the price and then Minnesota got them in, in game four. By the way, they almost gave that thing away at the end of regulation. Looked like you know, this team does have sort of a death wish, it yeah. seems like at times. Uh, but they haven't been embarrassed since game one. So I'm not too keen on either side here tonight at that price. Uh, can make a slight case for the under perhaps. Um, but this is one I'll just probably keep an eye on and watch more tonight. Yeah, not embarrassed, but Game Three, Denver covered comfortably in that game, and, and keep in mind, uh, keep in mind that Game One that was a quick turnaround for Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, after they, you know, beat Oklahoma City on that Friday night, they had to go to Friday Sunday, uh, and a quick turnaround after playing a couple of play-in games as well. All right, last one tonight: Phoenix and the Clippers. You wonder, boy, with these big numbers, what money line dog is going to hit? Just too easy to kind of parlay them all. Boy, that's the squarest play around. There will be a lot of them in Vegas and all over the country. I mean, Celtics, Nuggets, Suns, Moneyline Parlay. They love those things. They, they just kind of pencil them in. Somebody will probably lose of those three. Phoenix is 12.5, 225. Again, no Kawhi Leonard. So, uh, I mean, this thing where the Suns were really in a lot of trouble, it's been uh, it's been no problem uh, for the Suns. Pretty much, they did uh, the game three was very very tight, but uh, in game four they were behind, but uh, pulled away easily for a twelve point victory. Yeah, uh, but this is the biggest price we've seen in the series, and again, the no Kawhi, like you say, um, you know. Stephen A. Smith, I don't agree with his wording, but I hear what he's saying here. He, he said uh, he called Kawhi the worst uh, worst superstar in the league uh, last week. But because he misses games, I'd say least durable superstar. Uh, it doesn't help when you can't play. And and all the, the, the load management concessions that the Clippers have done with him, and he still keeps getting hurt. These are legitimate injuries, don't get me wrong. But, you know, if you're not, I mean, Lamar Jackson, Zion, I mean, if you're hurt all the time, you're not helping your team, and I think that's something the Clippers better weigh going forward. And Paul George too. I mean, they're just a handful of games they've had these guys together. To stay within this number tonight, though, is not beyond uh, the Clippers, um, and especially Russell Westbrook has. Uh, this has sort of been a revival for him. I mean, he has really been good. He's been keeping the Clippers in the hunt. He's going to need somebody else, though, to help him out tonight. Now, Norman Powell did in Game 3, scored 42. Uh, Eric Gordon did in Game 1 when Kawhi was still there. Uh, so, I, you know, one of those two, at least, is going to have to step it up. They didn't in Game 4. 
on Saturday when Westbrook was sort of going at it by himself. But I don't think the Clippers are completely dead here. And I'm still not sure the Suns have a, a championship look quite yet. Um, Booker's been outstanding, and he's been the, really the difference uh, in this series. But at times, Chris Paul has looked kind of old. Um, and eight, eight, <laughs> yeah, very old, Bruce. very old, very old. Yeah. And uh, Aiden sometimes doesn't seem to fit in. Uh, Monty's bench is not all that deep, he's still got KD, but Durant has still only played 12 games uh, for the Suns, so that's still in the early process there. Uh, I think the Clippers can hang within this tonight, and uh, with, with Russ uh, firing away like that, I mean this is an awfully big number. And all you can, if Powell and or Gordon can step up, I mean this game could be really close here tonight. Uh, the Suns have not done, they've not had really easy games. They've been getting to the free throw line a lot more the last two games. That has really helped. That may turn around some tonight, and I think plus twelve and a half, a lot of value with the Clippers at this price. You know, you talk about uh, Chris Paul. I mean, this is this is the end of the road, man. Yeah. I mean, they are targeting him on defense. I mean, Powell, a lot of those uh, points came against him. And then they're doubling off of him on uh, on offense. I mean, on you know, when, when Phoenix has the ball. So, they're not guarding him on offense. They're targeting him on defense. I mean, he is – I mean, he, he hit some shots, and he's going to have some opportunities. But they are taking – coaching, you can take the ball out of one person's hand. Coach Bood. Coach Boot, pay attention here. It 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 does. You can do this uh, in the NBA. Hey Bruce, tomorrow you got a quadruple header in the NBA. Cleveland's five and a half, two oh two and a half over the Knicks. Uh, Memphis is back and down three one. Desperate spot here. Four and a half, two twenty one and a half against the Lakers. Milwaukee eleven two nineteen and a half against Miami. Uh, after uh, see how they respond there, maybe an exhale spot for Miami and Golden State four and a half, two thirty one and a half over Sacramento and De'Aaron Fox is doubtful. Will he play through the pain? But he is going to uh, and he heard it with late third, early fourth. So he did hit some big shots with that injury, adrenaline gone in the flow. But the, any opinions on those four games tomorrow in the yeah. NBA? Yeah, I, I think Memphis probably bounces uh, back uh, tomorrow. And I also think an under. That series has been trending under. I mean, last night, I mean, let's face it. I mean, that was well under, and then the overtime killed you. And uh, a couple killers there, that last uh, Canard three, and then we thought maybe Memphis was inside the spread, and then the uh, yes. hit those three throws with one-tenth left. Point three. Yeah. yeah, so that was a tough one if you uh, both sides Memphis in the under was really the play uh last night but this this series has started to slow down and since game one Memphis defensively the rotations have been a lot better uh LeBron and AD have not been going wild in this series and, and uh you know the Dylan Brooks I know he got you know tossed the other day but still um keeping this thing um uh you know lower scoring 221 and a half looks a little bit high to me so I would look at an under there Sacramento you mentioned uh Fox I think from what we're hearing, he'll give it a go, and he'll see, and he'll see how he's doing. But this is far from a one-man show uh, with the Golden State. I mean, they've got a lot of guys who have pulled together and picked it up. They darn near stole that game on Sunday. And unlike the NHL, uh, the home court thing works here in the NBA, and you've got to look at Golden State. Yeah, they, they, they're back even in the series. They've got all the experience, but... You know, they are still just 11 and 32 on the road this season. They lost the first two here. They're not the same team away from Chase Center as they are um, on the
on, on, on the road, and they're much worse on the road, and that's been going on all season. So I think you got some value here with Sacramento, Fox or not. And Fox might not be that hampered. We'll see how he plays. He's going to give it a go probably. So I think Sacramento plus, and uh, that's a very energized arena, and uh, they're, you know, they've still got home court, and that seems to mean something in this series. All right, uh, let's move on to Major League Baseball. Number one ROI team in baseball, Rays, right? Best record? No, the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates are 16-7. and seven. They swept the Cincinnati Reds over the weekend. Now they host the Dodgers. Dodgers come in from Wrigley after taking three or four there in a wild series there. Noah Syndergaard on the hill for the Dodgers with a 4-9-1 ERA against one of the surprises uh, for Pittsburgh so far. Johan Oviedo uh, at 2-1 uh, and one with a 2-2 uh, ERA. The 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 total is what you're looking at here at eight and a half first. Yeah, and uh, by the way, the Pirates, uh, you know, last year when they weren't any good, they managed a sweep of the Dodgers at uh, Chavez Ravina. They won the season series from them last year. So uh, a little bit of recent history. They've done uh, pretty well. Syndergaard, you mentioned him. Uh, the Dodgers have lost all four of his starts too. So um, he hasn't been helping yet. And Oviedo, like you mentioned, uh, you know, since the first start, uh, Oviedo, his ERA is under one in his last three starts. So he's pitched extremely well. Um, the total is what I'm looking at here. We got this seven-game win streak for the Pirates. The last four of those uh, have gone went under against the Reds. The Reds only scored six runs across four games on the weekend. Now it was the Reds. But Oviedo is just part of what has been a much improved pitching staff here for Derek Shelton, who, by the way, just got extended on his contract. Good for him. The bullpen has been much better. Um, and Oviedo, who used to be, you know, kind of a swing guy between the bullpen and the, and the and starting rotation, he's found his niche here in the, in the rotation for the Pirates. And lower scoring games seem to be the way this is going. This pitching staff has been outstanding. So I'm going to look under here. Eight and a half looks a little bit high. Uh, Pirates aren't scoring a lot of runs either, but the pitching has been great. And I think this total is just too high at uh, the beautiful PNC Park tonight. Yeah, I love PNC, man. Just need a, a competitive team, a little bit more atmosphere for some of the games. But at 16-7, and seven, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, the Pirates. You know, they, um, they made a commitment about, I want to say about seven or eight years ago, where they made sure they signed all of their top ten picks. Yeah. which was, you know, and got some of the college baseball's uh, coaches a little upset because they felt they were out of the woods to get a, their player back, but being drafted by the Pirates would have been traditionally frugal. But uh, so maybe some of that is coming to uh, fruition right now. We'll see. It's a long season. Um, uh, one thing, though, about this long season, though, it's not um, long, but the Tampa Bay Rays, the Rays are now, they won the uh, they were the quickest to fifteen wins. They were the quickest to twenty wins. Now it's best record in April, and they pretty much have that uh, locked up. The only team that can catch them now, are the Pirates. The Braves are close. Astros took care of them uh, in Atlanta this past weekend. Tampa Bay is playing the Houston Astros. Houston jumped on top early, no problem. Rays come back and win comfortably. Now they got a big pitching advantage here. Rasmussen against Garcia. Big edge to the Rays on the hill to start here. You're looking at the run line. Tampa's minus one and a half, plus fourteen, Bruce. Yeah, well, anytime you get anytime you get a plus price on the run line with the Rays, I think we got to look at it, Jimmy. Uh, There's uh, twenty and three straight up, seventeen and six 
against the run line. So uh, they've been they've been cashing pretty well. And like last night again, the the offense has been going. If there was an MVP right now, it'd be a Rosarena in the league. He's putting up some tremendous numbers. Rasmussen uh, had that one bumpy start up at Toronto. Uh, his other three starts, he has not allowed an earned run. So he has generally been pretty good. Uh, Garcia pitched better in his last start, but his first three starts were very bumpy. And we saw last night how Tampa Bay's offense, they can score runs quickly and in a hurry. And as long as this keeps going, why not ride these guys? They also have uh, the streak down 22 straight games hitting a homer. Uh, I mean, that's they, they've got power, not just Rosarena. Everybody else seems to be chipping in as well. And if Rasmussen pits anything like he has in three of his first four starts, we can do the run line again with Tampa Bay. That's worked to the tune of 17 and 6, like I said thus far. Let's do it here on the plus. You get a plus price on the run line with the Rays. Let's go for it. Rosarena had a great World Baseball Classic uh, run uh, for Mexico. He made a lot of unbelievable catches. He continues to make those catches early on in the season. He's about 353 batting average with five home runs. He can run. I mean, yeah, he's really doing it. Uh, well, I didn't know he was Mexican or how he's played for Mexico, but anyway, uh, it was uh, fun, and he was uh, he was hamming it up with some of those crowds uh, in Miami as well. So it's funny how the kind of that that experience are kind of put some of those players in form, you know, and got them, you know, yes. instead of just spring training, no pressure. I mean, these were high, you know, the, the, the atmosphere of the games, the yeah. pressure that was, it was a bigger deal, you know, that uh, like guys like Otani has talked about in a, Ros- a Rosarena, you could just tell watching him on the field, it meant a lot to him. And he, he came out right from the start. I mean, he was hot right from the start this season. So, yeah, I think some of these guys, they really got up to midseason speed in March in the in the World Baseball Classic. So, absolutely. I get the feeling, too, some of the feedback that more of the quality American pitchers will participate in it because there's such yeah. a strict pitch count. And, um, you know, DeRosa talked about that, how I, I think it's a, it's a good thing that the single, the games, are, it's such so short that – you know, just it adds something, a different element uh, to that tournament. So I like the format. Yeah. It's, of course, it's not perfect. But, you know, baseball, has, I think, is capitalized on a little bit of that momentum to kind of kickstart the interest uh, in the season. I agree. I think it was all positive this uh, this this uh, this spring when they did it. And like you said, I mean, some of these guys who participated, they started off in midseason form. So it's been good for them, too. All right, uh, Bruce, Toronto and the White Sox here. And um, Barrios has been a head scratcher uh, for since pretty much since he's been picked up uh, for by the Minnesota from the Minnesota Twins. Clevenger has pitched OK uh, for, but uh, is he kind of getting fortunate pitching out of uh, a trouble a lot? His whip is not good. His ERA is way more respectable. So he's getting out of some jams some kind of way. Toronto minus one and a half the run line you're looking at here. Barrios and Clevenger in Toronto. Yeah, maybe I'd like Clevenger more if he got a haircut. Uh, it might be a little easier to give them a, a look, but uh, <laughs> as it is, he's yeah, Clevenger's had two good starts and two not so good starts. So, I mean, it's his, his numbers are a little mixed, but this is also a look against uh, uh, the White Sox right now. They are really struggling and it's not as much the pitchers. Uh, it's, it's the hitters. Uh, they're just not scoring runs. Uh, they've lost five straight. Um, they've lost, uh, they've not scored more than three runs in six straight. They've lost 10 of 12. 
Now, maybe uh, Barrios, they're going to do some business against him tonight, though. He pitched his best game of the year in his last start for the for the Blue Jays. And I'd point this out with Toronto. I mean, here we are uh, late April. Uh, they've only played seven home games as opposed to 16 on the road. They're 5-2 and two at home. They won the game last night uh, with Bassett, 5-2. Uh, to two. Uh, So I think I would look for Toronto to start making a little bit more of a movement. They're not doing badly as it is 14 and nine. And by the way, that is a very tough division. As we all know, Uh, the East is brutal. And they're one of those teams that is going to benefit this year from not playing their division as much because they've changed the schedules uh, this year. And there's no soft touches in the American League East, especially with Baltimore still flying the way it is. Um, The Yankees playing as, as well. Yankees are there. Uh, there's no soft touches in the in the East, so Toronto will start to make a move, and I'd go the run line with them here. Listen, um, you go to your bullpen at some point here, so if you get five innings from Brios, you could have a chance. And the White Sox just are not swinging the bat well, Jimmy, and they are losing and losing and losing. Run line here with uh, Toronto tonight. I think the way to look. All right, uh, and then Oakland and the Angels tonight. Uh, so um, I got to tell you. Uh, I watched this kid in his uh, major league debut, Mason Miller, and for the A's, and I'm willing to bet him on first five. I mean, it's a different game. Went four and a third in his uh, debut against the Cubs. Gave up two runs. Well, guess what happened when he left the game? The Cubs blasted him and scored ten more. All right, this guy is legit, and I mean, triple digits with his fastball a lot. Uh, kind of, uh, I mean, you know, north south. Uh, Big, big dip on his curveball. He's got some filthy stuff, and he was difficult. Just overmatched some of the Cubs hitting. A much improved uh, Cubs lineup. Plus, uh, the first five is Oakland plus 135. That's what I'm looking at. I don't want to deal with that bullpen when it comes to Oakland. I know it's a short number, but he's that good. You're looking at this matchup, too, Miller and Canning. Uh, you're looking at the run line, Bruce, at plus one and a half, which is minus one forty-one for Oakland. Yeah, and I would I would also look at that f- first five inning uh, price with Oakland too. Uh, you're right. That game against the Cubs last week, the Cubs looked really bad, and some of those at bats too. I mean, he was really he, he had the stuff going, and he has a lot of heat, like you said, throwing over a hundred consistently. Uh, five strikeouts in four and a third, not too bad. The problem, like we mentioned with the A's, is the bullpen. This ERA for the A's is right about eight, and, mm. and and most of that comes from the bullpen. And again, last night we saw, I mean, they were out to a big lead early against the Angels, and they couldn't hold it, and they finally ended up barely holding on in extra innings, 11 to 10. Uh, they, they do, though, the offense, they, they, they hit five homers last night, and they, the A's have tended to hit in streaks this year. Um, they've either been really cold or they've been pretty hot. Um, so... I could see maybe, and, and the Angels canning doesn't impress me much. The Angels are just kind of lab, you know, laboring here. They're not doing much, and there's some really uh, disgruntled Angels fans I know I hear from a lot of them. So I might give Oakland a shot on the run line here tonight, but I think your deal on the first five innings might be better if you get that sort of a price of the A's. And they usually start off these games pretty well, like they did last night. It's in the later innings they have a problem. Uh, but I think you've got an idea with that first five innings price with the A's. 7-2 lead in the third inning, uh, transferred to an 8-7 deficit going into the ninth inning. They tied it, 
in the ninth, uh, eight to eight, then three in the tenth, and had to hold on, giving up two to the Angels in the bottom of the tenth. Soccer, real quick, uh, Bruce, on Thursday, uh, Man City and Man United games. This Man City Arsenal game, it's finally here. They're uh, they're plus one eighty two, or I'm sorry, minus one eighty two on the three way, uh, plus three sixty to draw Arsenal, plus five dollars three way. The total is two and a half over two and a half is minus one seventy five. Man City's been scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, and uh, that two and a half. So the price has gone up a little bit. Uh, it, you know, I had seen some threes out there earlier where you were laying about one thirty or so on the total. Uh, I think Man City gets them here. I'm just not sure. I'm in love with that price on the uh, on the Man City side. Uh, this is why they got Erling Holland. They are making a move on Arsenal, which is dropping points. They're drawing a lot of games lately, uh, but uh, the goals are starting to flow. In, in the Arsenal games, too, a lot of two twos, three threes. Uh, Holland scoring goals the other way. This is only one nil the first time they face. So I think they get at least a three goals here. So I know that's a little bit of a price we're laying at two and a half. What about over three minus one oh seven? Yeah, I would. I think this thing's going over. I think this is like a three one or four two sort of a game. So if you can find a three out there, a little better price, I'd do it because I think there's going to be a lot of goals scored. That's the Arsenal pattern lately and the city we know they've got the firepower with holland this year so this one's going to be higher scoring so i would look over uh if you can find three do it i wouldn't worry about it two and a half yeah bet rivers has three minus 107 and they have two and a half uh, minus 175 so great betting options uh at uh, bet rivers man united uh three-way plus 145 draw plus 270 tottenham plus 185 the total is three you go under it's minus 127 Wow, Tottenham. I mean, I'm not sure which side is in worse shape right now here. I, I, I Tottenham, uh, because they just uh, fired their caretaker manager over the weekend after moving Antonio Conte out a few weeks ago. So now you're looking at three managers here in uh, in a month uh, for Spurs. An awful effort on the weekend against Newcastle. They are refunding money to their fans uh, who uh, who watch the game uh, in person. It was an awful effort, and this whole thing. Both of these sides are going to get blown up in the offseason, I think, as much as they can. And it's the, the mix isn't working there for Tottenham. Uh, and, and Daniel Levy's got some real questions here to answer about who he wants to have leading this side. Harry Kane is probably on his way out. And a lot of people think he's going to end up at Old Trafford. Uh, so that's something to think about, too. But neither of these teams right now, I mean, uh, I mean, City, I'm sorry, United, uh, in, in the FA Cup on the weekend, they, had, they were nil-nil. Uh, Brentford into uh, penalty kicks and they finally won. They didn't score against Sevilla in the second leg of the uh, Europa League last week. I mean, it's not going well for United now either. Both of these offenses are struggling. I think this could be another nil-nil, maybe 1-1. Low scoring. The offenses are just so out of sync. I think this is a low scoring game, so I'm going under Man United and Spurs on Thursday. All right, Bruce, uh, every Tuesday, hockey, hoops, bases, soccer, Maybe we get some horses next week for the running of the roses uh, as well. Bet the ball with Bruce Marshall every Tuesday here on the Bet Rivers Network. For Bruce Marshall, uh, I am Jimmy Ott here on the Bet uh, No Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.